Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. So brutal news for the Vikings here at a time that their season hangs in the balance to a large extent here. They're going to have to move forward without Justin Jefferson. They're going to be leaning more on their first-round draft pick, Jordan Addison, K.J. Osborne, T.J. Hawkinson, and others to help out Kirk Cousins and try to get the offense going without Justin Jefferson for the next four games, Colleen. Yeah, that's the breaking news today. As you heard from our good friend, uh, former colleague, Tom Pelissero, NFL Network. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting choked up over here. Shouldn't be getting choked up. We should be happy about the opportunity to readjust the roster, right? Did Tom say brutal news? I mean, he said brutal news for the Vikings. Justin Jefferson placed oh. on injured reserve. He will miss at least four games. Brutal, sad, devastating news, Judd. Typical media just trying to find a negative in a silver lining. I mean, come on. Hold on a second. No, you know no, what? we're not. No, we're not you know waving what? the flag right. for no, an injured hold player. Hold we're, not, oh, we're not waving the flag uh, for an injured player. I no. agree completely, no. but I was no. tempted. Now, but you know what this is? This is, a, this is a chance for Justin Jefferson to get that, that hamstring right. Probably take about six weeks or more, perhaps. Six months. I'd, <laughs> I'd take this as long as you possibly could. This is not brutal news. The season has been brutal. And if the Vikings, if this was last year, this would be a devastating blow. Yeah. Um, but with the way things are going, oh, I don't think it's like Justin Jefferson has not missed a game, which is, as Cousin said, post game on Sunday is incredible. Like he's been yeah. an Iron Man, um, yeah. which of course Kirk is too. But if you were ever to pick a season in which Justin Jefferson went down and you're like, okay. And plus it's an, it's not a devastating injury, but it's one that has to heal. Um, you know, if this was this time last year, boys, we'd be down in the dauber, rightfully so. Well, a lot of, to me. I just kind of gauging through reading, you know, social media comments. I think people are very split on this and we'll talk about both sides of how to push forward here and sort of, you know, where do you want to fall as a fan? Cause like to take the words from Tom Pelissero, it is brutal news. If you're trying to come back, 
if you're looking at this season as, okay, they're one and four, but every game has been close. If they stop, we keep saying if they stop turning it over, they're moving the ball, all this stuff, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. brutal and devastating to lose Justin Jefferson. If your mission is push forward, try to claw your way back to nine or 10 wins and a wild card spot or hope that the lions falter, you know, and maybe you can win the division. still, right. If you're hoping for, what did we call it yesterday? Uh, capitalizing on the opportunity to readjust your roster to get better starting in 2024, because we don't use the word tank on Purple Daily anymore. It's unnecessary. Then you could look at this in a totally different light and say, sucks that he got hurt. Looks like he's not uh, in any grave danger. He just needs to get off that hamstring for a few weeks, and then we'll see what happens. In the meantime, if the Vikings happen to lose a few more games, give themselves a better chance at some better players in the draft, uh, Schefter had a really interesting tweet. We're going to get to all of it. Uh, we have a we have a dud stable today, but let's shout out our friends at Underdog Fantasy, which helped make watching football a lot more fun this time of year. That's right, Underdog Fantasy, the best place to play fantasy sports. Uh, our guy Alex, loyal listener and loyal supporter of Underdog Fantasy, sent me this slip on Monday morning. Little five item slip here, and look, I'm just taking all these different games. He's got a Lions game involved, a Jets game, a Rams game. He's got Stefan Diggs of the Bills. He's got five item parlay here. All right. Nice little, nice little slip for our guy, Alex. You can go to underdog fantasy and use promo code score S K O R. Uh, they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Plus they'll give you a free mystery pick em special, which basically gives you a free leg essentially um, in a, in a pick em slip for you. So go to underdog fantasy promo code score to join in on the fun. Also over at scorenorthcom slash shop. You can click on the collectibles wing of our shop. And you can find amazing signed, framed, custom-made items for your man cave, for your office, whatever it may be. Like, for instance, on the YouTube page right now, courtesy of our friends at Universal Sports Auctions. These are all buy-it-nows, by the way. Harrison Smith, maybe a Hall of Famer in the future. Little Harry the Hitman autographed jersey right there. If you use the promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, at checkout, you can get 10% off anything site-wide at scorenorth.com slash shop collectibles is what you want to click on. And uh, yeah, if you uh, so the Jefferson one handed catch against the Bills last year framed signed, that's been the hottest seller so far. But uh, let us know if you pick something up, send us a picture of it. And uh, we'd love to see it. Scornart.com slash shop. Click on collectible. So what I'll throw the Adam Schefter tweet out here and then we can get into the conversation. Uh, Schefter says, here's another unspoken issue that could potentially lengthen Justin Jefferson's absence. If the Vikings don't win games and stay competitive. What is Jefferson's incentive to rush back when he did not land the contract he wanted in the summer? His absence could last longer than expected. Guys like Schefter don't just tweet stuff on a whim. This feels like something that would have come from like Jefferson's camp or from maybe a discussion earlier in the offseason or something. He's not just throwing this out there. If the Vikings are two and seven or something when he comes back, you know, why risk? like having your ACL at risk or something. I think he's insinuating if the Vikings don't win, Jefferson might not play again this season. Am I interpreting this wrong? Um, okay. So first of all, I think he, he got this from the agent for Justin Jefferson. I think he's a, I think Schefter though, I'll, I'll explain this. I think he's a little bit over his skis on this one in a schism sort of way. I think he's reading the room wrong. 
Um, yeah. Because okay. because this implies that Jefferson like might might be like, whoa, 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 I ain't playing. And the Vikings are like, but please play. We've won three games. Please play. This is one where, quite frankly, especially with a GM now who is um, not an old school football-y football guy who likes to chew tobacco, spit on the sideline and break down film, but with a new thinking front office, let me tell you something. I grew up watching Gale Sayers with a new front office and, and their thought process. It's my opinion that Schefter's right, but it's also my opinion. Everybody should be on the same page here. If the Vikings don't win, why are you going to bring him back? And, and you might bring him back. And, and here's the one. So here's where I think Schefter though is flawed. I don't think Justin Jefferson is ever going to say, I don't want to play. I think his camp is going to tell him, be very careful. I, I think the Vikings are going to say, dude, you know, we've won three games. Let's not let's hold you out till December. It, that dude, like that no... dude wants to play. He did yes. not sit out a day of training camp and, like that dude is competitive. He's a team guy. Totally. Just agree. Be, and just because I in particular, but this this show certainly likes to go with the um, potential conspiratorial theories about what might be t- taking place. I do think it's very important that we all make it very clear we do not think Justin Jefferson is going to purposely shut it down. It's not how he acts. It's it never I agree. has been. But it but would his camp and would the Vikings say, okay, man, four games is or four weeks is good, but you know what? We need you probably need more. Yeah, I but I think they're going to be on the same page here. Yeah. I don't think like Schefter's tweet to me implies that the Vikings would be like saying, please come back, and he'd be like saying, no, I won't come back. I don't think that's going to be a a problem. I think what's going to be the issue is keeping him off the field once he's eligible to return because his nature is to play. To your point, he took part in training camp every single day. And um, with how the season is trending, it might be best to just let this play out again into November, if not December. So in the trade deadlines in three weeks, which is another interesting sort of a fork in the road here. So let me let me lay this out and then ask you guys a really important question. There are people in that building right now. Kevin O'Connell is at the top of this list. Players, right, that want to win games. They want the, they're in the middle of a season right now. They had the ball with under a minute left with a chance to go and beat the Chiefs. They've had one possession losses one after another, a year after going 11 and 0 in one possession games. This team led by Kevin O'Connell despite being one in four, I'm 100% certain, believes they can still make a run. They're looking at the schedule and saying, we have six division games in front of us. We feel like all of them are winnable. We feel like any game on our schedule, except maybe even internally, San Francisco, they might be like, eh. But every other game, we feel like is winnable. We feel like we won 13 games last year. We can beat anyone in the league. The offensive line is better than it was last year. Like If you're, if you're in the grind, you're a player, you're a coach, you want to win football games. If you zoom out to 30,000 feet, you look and you say, we're one in four. doesn't matter how we got here. Like, it's a hole. It's a one in four hole. And then the Niners are on the schedule in two weeks from now. The Bears might not be the greatest team ever, but it's a division game at Soldier Field against a team that has three extra days rest, an offense that's been clicking, and they're going to be honoring one of the greatest players of all time uh, in Chicago Bears history, and he passed away, Dick Buckus. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot of reasons to think the Bears, oh, and Justin Jefferson's not playing. Like, there's a lot of reasons to think the Bears are going to win that game. Then you get Niners. Short week after Niners on the road, Packers, 
Teams that play the 49ers almost always lose the next week, and it's a short week. And then at Falcons, your third road game in four weeks, Falcons are 3-2. and two. Falcons have the 11th best net yards per play in the NFL. That's an underrated sleeper team. 30,000 feet, front office, detached, right? Trade deadline in three weeks. Daniil Hunter's a free agent after the season. Harrison Smith is 34, 35 years old. Kirk Cousins is a free agent after the season. He has a no trade clause. KJ Osborne. Osborne's a free agent after the season. Yep. Like, what should the discussion be internally right now as they're surveying this landscape without Justin Jefferson? Well, I think my discussion with O'Connell is, um, and and he would agree with, with this. So I, I agree. He does not want to lose. But I think the simple discussion with O'Connell is Justin Jefferson has a hamstring. There's no good way for a wide receiver to handle that. Yeah. Um. There, there. There's no. This. This does not end well if we get cute. This only ends well if and and because the Vikings. I feel like there's this. There's this prevailing theory among some fans that Jefferson is going to now try and force his way out. Like I don't see that at all. I'm. I. I know what your fear is. You like if they trade Kirk, Diggs. especially, then he's going to be. Yeah. Like, but I mean, there's this whole fear of well, the Vikings aren't good now, and now he's going to want out. And then to your point, if Kirk's gone, he's going to want out. And I. I think we're trying very hard. And believe me, if this was true, I'd be the first guy to jump on on this. I think we're very trying very hard to make Justin Jefferson a recalcitrant like a wide receiver, like yeah. what Diggs turn unfortunately turned into. Moss was. Moss was. Harvin was. Yeah. And Carter was too. But my point is, I haven't seen it. Like, there's nothing I've seen from him that says, you know what? Bad teammate. Yeah, he's becoming, he's becoming a pain. He's, he's going down that path. So until I see something different, it's my opinion that Justin Jefferson is going to get the contract that he wants from the Vikings. Yeah, And if that's the case, the conversation among the front office has to be protecting this asset is the most important thing that we can do. Um, our season is one and four. Um, you can call it luck. You could say like Dex, and I agree with Declan, it's not luck. We have played like we've lost close games, but we have lost those games. Three of them have been our fault. Um, and so I think the front office conversation has to be what is the opportunity in front of us here. What is the, and I'm not being a smart ass. What is the opportunity to protect Justin Jefferson? What is the opportunity that if we can get a high draft pick, because not because we're trying to lose, but because one of our best players is out. Um, you know, your defense is improved, but it's certainly not great. Your, your offense is to me, underwhelming from what you expected. And and this also provides you an uh, another ancillary benefit, possibly twofold, is this. One, immediately, it puts Jordan Addison in the number one spot, which I absolutely love. Test him he out. Look, See what well, he's and, yeah. and by the way, he's done nothing to me other than his trouble with blocking. He's done nothing to me to say, oh, I think they missed on that pick. Like, I watch him play his position and catch the ball in stride and make plays. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that looks yeah. like a hell of a pick. But the other thing, too, is eventually, guess what? If you make some trades, you can start to test other guys out. Um, now, I know Brian Flores might not love this, but you know what I'd really like to see? To your point, Phil, if Harrison Smith, who's coming off a great game, followed by a bad game, if Harrison Smith 
gets traded. Lewis Seen can play a little bit. Okay, let's find out. Because you know what? If he can't play, I don't think he's back next year. I'd like to know now. Yeah. Right. That's my point. But my point is, if you're the front office, I think you can privately have a discussion that is an, about opportunity to what do we do for the future of this team? Is it so bad if for a year the the competitive rebuild just becomes sort of a rebuild? You know, and there's also like, here's another thing, because I... I've thought a lot about this tanking thing and I hate the word tank. We use it because there's just like not another word that you can quickly say. Right. But I, I like that. Right. And this is credit to Judd here. Yep. I like that. We are essentially banning the word tank from purple daily. Cause I do agree with the notion that if you fall into the trap of just, and it's like, it's never the team and the coaches that tank it's the front office that just strips it down and, puts a crappy quarterback in place and you, you see it all the time. The Texans do it. You know, the I feel like the Browns and lions try to win, but historically just can't. Um, I feel like the Vikings, there is value in trying to do what the Steelers do what some of these other franchises do, which is keep pushing forward, keep trying to be relevant, keep trying to be competitive, beat your division opponents and wherever the draft chips fall, they fall. But once in a while, even for great franchises, look at the San Antonio Spurs. The, the Indianapolis Colts during a great 20, 25-year run, right? There are times where a really competitive, good, well-run franchise just hits a crappy year of injury bad luck, games that go awry, right? The San Antonio Spurs were really competitive for a long time, and then David Robinson, like, broke his foot or something in 1997, and they had a couple other things go wrong. And they just kind of, you know, what are you supposed to do? We're going to, we going to run a hobbled David Robinson out there. I don't know. Let's just lean into it for one year. Boom. They win the lottery. Tim Duncan comes in yeah. and changes their franchise and they become, become a dynasty. Right. Um, we've seen it before too, with the Colts, like I said, where, okay, great run with Peyton Manning. Oh man, his neck is all effed up. Uh, let's just kind of lean into it for a minute. You know, let's just kind of see what happens. We still believe in our franchise. We still think that we're going to be competitive in the long run, but it would be nice to just sort of take a step back here for a minute. Let's not be stupid about this. Let's see what we got with some young players. And then, oh, hey, Andrew Luck is here. And then, then they kind of fumbled the Andrew Luck era, but they did win 11 games multiple times, had some playoff wins, whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be that you're going to tank like a garbage franchise. What if it's just this is not their year? to push forward their best player is going to be out for like the next four to six weeks or more. And the smart thing to do would be take a deep breath, take a step back, get some assets for some of these players that have expiring contracts. Yes. You're not tanking per se. You're just loading up on assets to build more for 2024. That's kind of the way that I'm choosing to, to view the opportunity that's in front of them here. And sometimes it's, Things happen in football where good teams take a step back. 2020, the 49ers took a significant step back, right? They lost Jimmy G to a broken foot, I believe it was, early. They had to start Nick Mullins for a bunch of games. They only win six. And now all of a sudden, here they are. Three years later, they've been to the NFC Championship game, what, twice or twice in that span. And now Nick Mullins found their did pieces. his job that season, by the way. He did his damn job. Mm-hmm. He's hurt now, I guess, so it's going to be tough. Yeah, he hurt his back. Thing. I have no idea how. That's another thing. Uh, but sometimes that just happens to football teams where they take a significant step back. But I think Quasey wouldn't be doing his job if he wasn't trying to at least letting the Wilfs and letting the rest of the organization know, especially if this tailspin's going deeper and deeper into the ground, that, hey, we're not going to be able to dig ourselves out. 
and we have to kind of evaluate things as a stock market type of dude and figure out what assets do we have that can actually bring us more value in the future seasons. Yeah. And so like to that point, the Declan just made about, okay, you're evaluating the NFL market right now. You're evaluating your, your own stock and sort of where things fall right now. According to ESPN's football power index. Football. That's right. I said ESPN's football power index. Football. The Vikings, because of the way that they've lost these games, are not viewed in the same way as some of the other, like, one in four teams. So, well, the Panthers are 0-5. They're projected to win four games. The Cardinals are projected to win four games. The Giants, Broncos, and Patriots are all 1-4. They're projected to win five games. There's a couple other teams in here, too, like the Bears are one of four, six games. The Vikings are still projected to win seven and a half games, according to the ESPN Football Power Index. Is that what now, Jefferson I don't, out? I don't know if that takes into account Jefferson in okay. or out. It might it might move the line by like a win. I don't think it would move it by. I, I think sometimes we overvalue non-quarterbacks, but like Jefferson would move it for sure. Yeah. But let's 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 say that even without Jefferson, they could still find a way with just, you know, a good quarterback and some other weapons and whatever, and a defense that's that's doing some things to win six or seven games. Would you rather, what's the best, most prudent thing to happen if you're the Vikings right now? To grind your way to seven or eight wins, not trade Daniil Hunter for anything, not trade Kirk Cousins for anything. These guys go elsewhere. You get nothing back. and You get like a comp pick two years from now, right? Or you lean into it a little bit. You pick up an extra first or second round pick or more. Maybe you win five games instead of seven games or, you know, five games instead of eight games. You know, what's the difference at this point between winning four games and set? You're not winning 11. You mathematically can't win 13, like unless you run the table. Right. So um, I just like I know that there's emotions involved here and there's and there's competitive people involved here, but it almost feels like organizational malpractice if you don't lean into the opportunity at this point to put some chips on the table for 2024 and beyond that doesn't mean that kevin o'connell and the team though aren't going to try and guess what if if i and if i go try to win with the pieces you have and they win some games you know if if jordan addison goes off okay that's great yep so so like this is not like that's the difference that's why tanking is such a weird word because tanking implies an org in, in my opinion applies an organizational embracing of yeah. trying to lose um you know i th- this is not going to happen but let's say you trade uh harrison smith and scene is allowed to step in i don't think he would be but let's just say he was any Theo jackson well. theo jackson yeah. steps in <laughs> and he's my guy but anyway but but the point is if they can win okay good for them yeah but but if you can trade osborne and you can trade daniel like as long as you if you're like daniel ain't coming back um i think trading cousins is going to be difficult because of his no no trade clause uh but you know what Here, here's one because it makes no sense and in, in fact I, I was uh tweeting with a person about this this morning the Dalton Reisner signing right now makes zero sense. I wonder if they're going to try and move Cleveland because right Ooh. now the the signing makes no sense. Like, why did you sign this guy if you weren't going to play? We're now what three weeks in? Yeah, there's and there's teams out there that like offensive linemen go down on a regular you basis. Always need offensive linemen, agent. 
And before you laugh and say, oh, their offensive line sucks. Number one, it does not suck at all. It's mm-hmm. actually in the top half of the league. And second of all, before you say, Ezra Cleveland really sucks. No, he does some things well. And there are some teams that would take him at guard tomorrow. And if your options are, hey, our starting guard is out for the rest of the season or whatever, and we'd have to go look and see where the opportunities are here. Opportunities. That's right. I, the opportunities. I think Cleveland needs guard help. Oh, like the Browns. I was like, like the Browns, oh. like, <laughs> like you could deal him to, to Stefanski. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Tight so like, you know, it's, and to, and to your point too, about let's take the word tanking out of it here. If they were to do the prudent thing, which is, Hey, let's go get some extra, let's go get three extra draft picks. Maybe one of them can be a second. Let's get some ammunition so that if there's an edge rusher, we love for the future or a quarterback of the future mm-hmm. that we love. We can package some stuff. We can go be aggressive and get our guy, right? There's also a whole other conversation I can hear Vikings fans, Purple Day listeners screaming at us that I don't trust the front office to. That's a separate kind. Get the capital first, right. and then we can have the discussion about right. don't compound your feeling with a mistake, right? I don't trust Quasi, therefore I'm going to push forward, bang my head against a wall, and win seven games and get nothing for these guys. Right. Get the assets first, right? But once you get the assets... If this team with a, you know, with, I don't know, Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall were to win a couple games they weren't supposed to, I wouldn't even be mad because it would show me, wow, okay, there's some pieces here. Jordan Addison going off. There's some guys on defense. Okay, so they don't have a number one overall pick, but they have some extra assets. They have a top seven pick or something, and this team shows fight, right? There is still a positive outcome here leading into 2024. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. So I think I see our guy who just maybe popped into the virtual room here. It's good timing to bring on Randy and Cottage Grove, Randy Vikes 69 on Twitter. Thank you. He is the most passionate, studied Vikings fan. We know I will say too. Okay. So we pump your tires because you are a, you are a man who studies the NFL draft and you have correctly predicted multiple Vikings draft picks on our show. And last year, if you guys remember two years ago, Randy came on with his final mock draft and said the Vikings should draft Brock Purdy on day three. Yeah, seventh round. They had him going to us in the seventh. <laughs> Look at that. People laughed at Randy two years ago. Who's Incredible. laughing now after Stud. Brock Purdy has started 10-0 and 0 in his career, Randy? He's, he's a stud. I mean, he, he's got a lot of times you can't. There's uh, what they call the intangibles, things you can't teach. You know, uh, you look at them on, on uh, they like to measure guys, you know, like get a get a sense of everybody's length and whatnot. Now, he may not have all those measurables, but he definitely, he, he, he's he got a, you know, you can't measure heart. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of heart. He's got a lot of moxie. You know, he's a, that, that was a steal, a steal of the draft for, 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 and then the 49ers now can play with a cheap ass quarterback and put the money elsewhere. That's the, that's the name of the game in the, in the, in the league, as they call it. No, it is, man. So how, how do you feel before we get to your uh, your stable here, your dud stable? So the Vikings are one and four. Justin Jefferson injured reserve. He's out for at least four weeks. You know, the people are kind of down here in Vikingsville. So where where's your uh, demeanor at today, Randy? No, nah, it's not good. 
uh, I'm, you know, I, and 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 it, it really chaps uh, my ass that I, I go to the bar and there are people that want to talk more about baseball, and it's come on, you know, this is this is this is football season. You know, we should be loud. We should be rowdy. I mean, the you know, tw- like, yeah, but the Twins are like, I mean, the Twins, they're they're making a run here, man. It might be a fun little sort of distraction for you, yeah. Softball is a, a different game than baseball. The whole strategies are uh, f- fairly different. But the, mm-hmm. the point the point is this is this is football season. The leaves start to change. Everybody gets good and rowdy and looped up and football. throws on a couple. Yeah. And and and, and uh, you know the the reality is uh, you you need people to to get rowdy and louder. They're not. They're distracted. They're not focused on what's going on, and it's a bummer. Yeah. Are you blaming the fans for the USAP problems? Sounds like you're blaming the fans as much as the team. A lot of them. You you've seen the uh, you know you've seen the the, the the they're not as loud as they they were last year. You know. The, the, well, they sold their. The I mean, half the fans sold their <laughs> tickets to Chiefs fans. We don't. We don't listen. We like to elevate, and we like to elevate fans on this show. We don't like to you know to browbeat on fans. But I mean, half the fans did sell their tickets to the to the Chiefs fans. I will just say that. The, the 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 this is the the reality is that one in four uh it's getting to be uh it's getting late in a hurry as they say and and mm-hmm. uh it, it it might be time to make some some tough calls might be time to get mr pizza ranch see if there's a pizza ranch in another city maybe maybe in uh in uh new york or in Atlanta. I think he's done san, with those san francisco's ship has sailed is he done as a pizza I, ranch endorser? i don't think he's been a pizza ranch guy for two years and and his friend Kevin, uh, Kevin, right? Kevin was his friend. Kevin, I've man. never seen him with him since. He and Kevin oh, must have had a falling out. I think Kevin is Kirk's bodywork guy, isn't he? Yeah. No, probably not sure. Just, well, he just get, getting a deep tissue massage and housing some pizza ranch on a Tuesday. Let's go. Sorry, not go on a Tuesday. And, go ahead and massage it all you want somewhere else. We got to get something back, and the, the longer we wait, the less less of a return it's, it's going to be. And that that goes for a lot of these a lot of these veterans. Anybody want here Harrison Smith? Go ahead, take him. Oh man, it's kind of feels like the end of an era here with the with the way this is shaping up. So, well, um, every week you give your stable. If they win, it's a stud stable. Not and a lot of those so far. No, just one since like the first week in January. So today it'll be a, another dud stable from our guy Randy Vikes sixty nine on Twitter. Randy and Cottage Grove. So, sir, the floor is yours. This is a another dud stable. Unfortunately, no, the fourth one in five weeks, uh, and the way that uh, the uh, uh, Justin Fields was, as they say, balling out last week, could be another one next week. Who knows? Man, so we're gonna start. We'll start off with uh, a guy who did nothing, absolutely nothing, to p- prepare his team for this game. No, no, no interesting looks. You know, you're going up against that the guy the kids call PFM. Uh, Patrick F. Mahomes. Uh, that that that's what they that's what they call him. And 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 you got to have some tricks up your sleeve. You can't just play a straight ahead game. You got to keep them guessing, keep them on their toes. He didn't do it. Came in pretty vanilla game plan, almost like he wants this season to be a rebuild. Well, come out and say it publicly, you know. And and then maybe we'll change our tune. But right now, looks like you're you you're lost. You're lost. And 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 for that reason, you're a dud. Koc, you're a dud. Man, I mean, wow. they did run a fake punt and a jet sweep to yeah. 
was it uh, Powell, right? Ran the jet Brandon sweep. Brandon Powell, yeah. I mean, that's we pretty harsh. Flea, we want a flea flicker. We, we like flea flickers. Uh, we, we, we like putting people in motion. You know, they roll Mahomes out and do direct snaps. Can't you do that with Kirkle? The Bengals can't ran you, a flea flicker on Sunday. I saw it. didn't work. Kirkle out, can't you? KOC no. put Kirkle out to run no. him out wide and, and direct snap it to, to Madison. Uh, no, Randy. I think that's a terrible idea. Next up in the stable, speak, speaking of uh, terrible ideas, it was a, a terrible idea training for this guy because he, he's banged up all the time and he, he can't, you know, give him a big money deal. He's making more money than uh, uh, Mr. Swift's, Taylor Swift's guy. Uh, and, and and now he, he he can't even play half the game. And, he, and, and you know, Kelsey got hurt, came back in and, and rocked. He rocked. Well, not not Mr. Flo, Mr. TJ, you know, gets his cash and, and then just sort of cashes out. The TJ Hawkinson, you're back in here. You're a dud. You know, I saw. I think it was. Uh, I think it was our guy Alec Lewis from the Athletic put out the little like all twenty-two highlight highlight reel, low light reel of T.J. Hawkinson's three. Call them drops. Call them what you will. All three of those hit him in both hands. Very tight window, tight, tight area plays. But you know, if you're going to be the highest paid tight end, going to need to catch one or two of those once in a while. You know, yeah. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. You're, uh, you. You. You know, you you may not have been the main problem, but when the when you got a shot at the end of the game, at the end of the game, another one of these one scores. They say one score games, and and you you have one job. That's put the rock in the end zone and hope hope and pray. That's what Aaron Rodgers used to be pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. Throw it up late. You know he never did. Pee down his leg and take a sack. Wow. Pee down his leg and take another sack. You know when the lights get brightest. That's when he clenches his teeth the, the, the hardest, and he and he loses his. He, he he's not a prime time player. He's not a prime time player. And if somebody wants to take him for the rest of this year and 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 and, and nurse him, let all the cousins guys go 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 cheer for that team, you know. Because I'm no longer snug over him, and I don't know if I ever will be again. Kirk Cousins, you're a dud. Oh. Wow. And finally, a... this guy's a guy. I don't think he's ever been in this dud stable. And it's it's very difficult to put him in there, but it, maybe it's a little bit of a wake up call. Maybe maybe instead of you know d- doing all the flashy, the, the razzle dazzle, you know, outfits coming in pregame, postgame, maybe, maybe there needs to be a little more stretching, a little more, as they say, a uh, 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 flex flex work and yoga. Maybe try yoga. Can't believe you're doing this right now. Maybe are you try- sure you want to do this? Excuse Can't me. Believe you're about to do this. Excuse me. Are, are you on. sure that you want to pull the trigger on this one? Excuse me. Maybe maybe there's a thing called yoga where you where you stretch and listen to light relaxing music, and the lights get dim and everybody just kind of calms down, and that might help might help. But right now, wow! Right, right now you want to be a you want to get a you want to get a big time contract. You want to set records. You know you want to win a Super Bowl. Maybe that starts by by having a big big time flexibility in your hamstrings, Justin Jefferson, because right now you're going to be on the shelf. That ain't, ain't going to help us. That, you know, so when you come back, you might see a very different team. You might see a very different team, maybe a very different quarterback. You got a few weeks to think about it. You got a few weeks to, as they say, roll it out. You know, ice it down and look in the mirror and decide what you want to be. Do you want to be a stud or do you want to be a dud? Because right now, Justin Jefferson, you're a dud. Wow. I, oh my God, I I don't I think he's gone. Looks you like you can't he's put gone the genie back in the bottle on that one. Did he just suggest? 
Did he, just, he just suggest that Justin Jefferson doesn't do enough yoga and stretching? Yeah. He just <laughs> took like five shots at Justin. How he There's arrived thing at the called, stadium. He said the thing called yoga where you listen yeah. to calming music. <laughs> Get your mind in hand. He right? also blamed fans for being too focused on the Twins. <laughs> Keep your eye on the ball, man. The ball is Vikings. Yeah, I, I think he also uh, he said something about Kirk not being the main problem but still being a dud. Yeah. That encapsulates. We've we've had this argument all the time with the Cousins Crusaders. It's like, well, you're blaming Kirk. It's not Kirk's fault. Not Kirk's fault. I feel like if there was a headline for Kirk Cousins Vikings career, six years, it would be never the main problem. That's the best thing you can say about Kirk Cousins and his NFL career and Vikings career is that he's never the main problem. You guys are, there's other problems over here. Okay, let me take you over here. There's look at this problem over here. Look at that problem over there. Kirk's not the main problem. He's not a problem. Okay. It's Put it on a banner so- and hang it inside the stadium. But the problem is this. It's gotten to be such a not polarizing Kirk. Problem's not Kirk. topic that we can't have conversations about the fact that, like, and, and I saw fans lashed out about this, the Crusaders did on Twitter. So Kirk's timing, which Kirk admitted on Sunday, was off. Um, the throws to Hawkinson, at least two of the three that you referenced that Alec tweeted out, should have been caught. At least two of the three, if not all, all three. And the conversation should have been, what was up with the timing on Sunday? Uh, go back and watch it. And in real time, it looked weird. But I, I, I heard a lot of definite opinions, which were wrong. The yeah. K.J. Osborne pass in the end zone, okay, is one of the most bizarre plays I've ever seen. Um. And to say that's all on KJ or all on Kirk, one, I think it's on both of them. But we can't even have a good conversation about what the hell broke down because it turns into it's all Kirk's You're blaming fault. Kirk. Or, blaming or, it's, or it's all Kirk. Kirk's fault. Like there's no conversation about, okay, what happened yeah. there? Like that pass play, there's no definition. I have no idea what took place. But the timing and KJ ducking down, it's all very, yeah. very weird. But instead of finding out or having a conversation about what really happened there, it's all it's either all Kirk's fault and Kirk sucks, or how dare you blame Kirk? KJ Osborne just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, people are just tense right now, too. But in I want Vikings have, land. But I want to know what yeah. happened there. You know, I want to know what happened. I think the Hawkinson thing, I'm convinced all of this goes back to training camp reps. Just it just isn't settled in, isn't comfortable. Yeah, he didn't catch a pass in eleven on eleven. For he a didn't month. play. In, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't even participate. Yeah. So he essentially went nine months without playing football because they didn't really do like full padded stuff. And don't give me OTAs and mini camps. Full padded eleven on eleven. The scrimmages, right? He didn't get any of that. He basically went nine months from January until week one without any meaningful football. Yes, which I think has has shown itself in in the tipped pass against the Chargers, which, by the way, again, came down to it's either all on Kirk or nothing on Kirk. Yeah. And not what was TJ's role and how can we talk about this? That's the thing that that I actually I do think, though, that when you go from the Giants game to opening day and now this guy is getting paid and there's zero timing. Like, that's not a fluke. That's not an accident. Yeah. Boy, after all this conversation, I need a beer. I need a cold one, Judd. What should I well, drink? Well, yeah. you know what? Despite the fact that the season is trending in the wrong way, the mission of Purple Daily, the mission of our friends at Surly Brewing, it is trending the right way always, and it's before I die. You know what? In fact, here's the thing. 
Enjoy a crisp, refreshing, easy to drink before I die this mm. year with your eye on the prize, your eye on the draft, your eye on the future. That is how you could enjoy uh, the official beer, really, of our show, the official phrasing of our, our show. And our partners at Surly Brewing have just the beverage for you. So if you need to, you can enjoy a great beer with Before I Die. Uh, if you're uh, if you're a dog who's not old enough to drink beer, what could you consume? How about Nutrisource? Chicken and rice is what Maya likes to drink. You know, we always tell Maya, someday when you're 21, you might be able to have one of those before I die. Oh, Stella, but... Stella's dr- drinking right now. Are you kidding? She's like 80. Yeah, I, I, no, Phil, she's I saw... 12, though. She's like still nine years away from being old enough, right? Phil, I was busting Judge Chops. I saw last Sunday night, Stella was like in the red, is that, was at the Red Cow in North Loop on a Sunday evening <laughs> with, with her With mom. her friend Ryder on, <laughs> on a date. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, drinking... I've lost control of the house. Do they have IDs that tell you how old they are in like dog slash? Dog years. She's like 80. Take like a She's an old gal. Well, look at that. You know what keeps her young, though? If you love your dog as much as I love mine, what keeps her young? Nutrisource, uh, and in this case, the training rewards treat the Vinster much younger, but I'm sure he enjoys them just as much. Yeah, he's a little spry. You know, he likes his Capri Suns, if you will. Uh, you know, he's, he's drinking <laughs> responsibly, but he likes his Nutrisource treats the most, of course. All right. So he uh, he gets his Nutrisource treats, whether he's coming inside from a potty break or just uh, pawing at dad saying, all right, peasant, get up and give me some Nutrisource. Yeah. NutrisourcePetFoods.com, the official dog food and pet food of Purple Daily and Score North. Uh, hey, you know, uh, I don't know if it'll work with dogs, but if you're a human who's looking to shed a few pounds here, Judd can tell you about the fine folks at Livia and the great work that they do helping people get to their goal weights. They do a fantastic job. That's me. Uh, a couple of years ago, they helped me drop 40 pounds. And the most important thing is they're going to help you drop the weight and they're going to help you keep the weight off. This is not a diet. This is not a quick fix. What this is, is it's a lifestyle change that I like to say doesn't stop you from leading your life. It only gets you to a good place. And right now, have I got an offer for you? It's short term. So listen up. Uh, It started on Monday. It will run through Saturday, October 14th. uh, And we are calling it Livia Days. I've been talking for a while now, about three months free. Uh -uh -uh, Uh-uh-uh, uh-uh. Through Saturday or until Saturday, join now, six months free. That's right, six months for free. I mean, if you have been procrastinating, and we all do, and saying, you know, I like the message, but I'll, I'll do it later. Later has arrived today. Livia, six months for free. 855 go dot com L-I-V-E-A.com. And if you are a uh, PD fan outside the state, guess what? It doesn't matter. The whole thing can be done virtually. What isn't going to change is that if you join now and then through Saturday, you're going to get six months for free. Imagine that. Imagine mm. all of the pounds that you will lose in that time. You'll feel great. All right, let's uh, let's jump into our pigskin pecking order here. We'll pop this up for the YouTube audience. So every week, we all three go into our labs, and we rank the 10 best teams in the National Football League, and we rank where the Vikings are too. And then we put it into a blender, and it spits out an aggregate. So these are the top 10 teams in the NFL, according to us. Starting with number one, the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. I believe all of us now have the San Francisco 49ers as the number one team in the NFL. Brock Purdy, you know, I think Declan was on this more than us. He is really good. He's a dog. 
He's good. He's a good. It's not. It's not just a system thing with him. Like the system helps and the weapons help and the car is great. A lot of right. quarterbacks could drive that car pretty well. Right. He's he's going above and beyond just like a passenger in the car. He's mm-hmm. a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. So 49ers number one. I believe we all had consensus Kansas City Chiefs as the number two team in our pigskin packing order. Followed by the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to lay out the top five because we had some dissension here. Dolphins, I forgot to change that number. It's Dolphins are four and the Bills are five. So I had the Dolphins the highest at three. I, I put them in front of the Eagles. You guys each had the same one through four. Uh, and then Judd and I have the Bills five. Declan, you have them flipped with the Lions. So Judd, you and I, everything's pretty similar one through six here. Lions sure. at six. We all think the Lions are a top six team right now. Mm-hmm. Then we go Ravens at seven. Cowboys still at eight. And then tied for nine and ten, the Seahawks and the Jacksonville Jaguars finally getting their act together a little bit. So there's your one through ten. I'll give you some honorable mentions here. Teams that received votes from us but didn't make the ranking. Judd had the Buccaneers with a vote. And Declan had the Chargers with a vote. So yep. there is your current The Bucks were off, rankings. but they're three and one. Yeah, and the- I mean, I debated keeping them on there, too, with the bye, but... I, don't I just figured I'd, I'd put someone else. I thought that. about Jacksonville as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the end of this list remains incredibly fluid. And Dallas, I couldn't drop out. <laughs> like, they, that's no. a terrible loss. But I could. I still think that they're a top 10 team in this league. Yeah, they just got shellacked by the team that's probably yeah. going to win the Super Bowl. You know, It's going to happen. Uh, the, here's something about the Seahawks. The Seahawks are currently... 10th in the NFL in net yards per play. So yards per play gained compared to yards per play given up. So by that measurement, they are one of the top 10 teams. And the Falcons are actually 11th on that list, which we mentioned earlier. So there's a couple sneaky teams that no one really considers that are banging on the door here. I would say the Saints, too, at 3-2 and two are an interesting one, just beating the mm-hmm. brakes off the Patriots. Are you? Are we sleeping on the fact that Seattle might have pulled one of the greatest moves oh, of all time, which, by the way, tough, I was yeah. for, all for getting Russell Wilson. I was too. So, oh so just God. to be very yeah. clear here, I'm not I, <laughs> I, I. But I mean, we're not I feel like it should be much more of a national story that this quarterback who was just great gets traded to the Broncos, has been absolutely putrid for the most part. Yeah. Geno Smith, who was just a washout, comes in and in, you know, in that trade, Seattle got a ton back from Denver. Well, dude, look at this. Look at this list of teams here, okay? And we'll get to where the Vikings rank. It's just for anyone that's paralyzed with fear of, oh my God, what's what's going to happen when the Vikings finally move on from Kirk Cousins? Be careful what you wish for, right? Well, there's a lot of things that go into this. This is what we've been saying: build a roster, but but they should build a roster around Kirk. Well, it's really hard. They had one when they signed him back in 2018. But once you commit that much capital to a quarterback over that many years, and then you start to compound by whipping on some draft picks, it just becomes like an untenable situation. So these teams on this list, our current top 10 teams, the San Francisco 49ers are quarterbacked by a seventh round draft pick, but they have an amazing car, right? The Chiefs moved up 17 picks while having Alex Smith to get their quarterback back six years ago. The Eagles moved off a top five overall pick in Carson Wentz drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round, and away they effing go, right? Dolphins landing Tua high up, okay. 
Bills with Josh Allen, he was like a, he wasn't like the number one pick, right? He wasn't he like no. closer to tenth in that draft. And there were some significant growing pains when he entered the league. Correct. Oh, yeah. he, took him two he or three years. Big time question marks with accuracy. The Lions punted and traded Matthew Stafford to the Rams, brought in Jared Goff, and Jared Goff is a really good quarterback. Ravens took Lamar Jackson at the end of the first round. Yeah. Cowboys took Dak Prescott in the fourth round. Seahawks moved off Russell Wilson for Geno Smith, and they're better. Which we and thought the Jaguars was crazy. got uh, Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick. But there's a lot of ways to build a playoff team here that don't yeah. involve paying a non-top five quarterback. I get the Cousins cap hit is low this year, but like, look at all the different paths to being a top ten team in the NFL. You know, infrastructure, baby, infrastructure. That's where it starts. Yep. So with that, I still have the Vikings 18th. Being a homer, they just keep losing these close games. Yeah. Judd has him twenty second, Declan twenty fourth. So we're all between eighteen and twenty four with where we have the Minnesota Vikings. So that's our pigskin pecking order. Can we have Judd uh, rank or uh, guess the PFF grades here before we say goodbye? Uh, okay. Are you ready Absolutely. for this? Yep, yep, I'm ready. Mentally, uh. this is where we pit Judd's long time accumulation of eye test knowledge watching football up against the pro football focus, video scouts, analytical scouts. So we're going to start with offense. We're looking for the three best players from that game against the Chiefs and the three worst players as graded by PFF. You get three total strikes to guess these six players. All right. You can start wherever you want to. I'm going to start at the bottom of the list this time because I think it's going to be more fun to try and guess the bottom of, of, of the list. And I think... I don't have all three in mind, but I have two of the three in mind that I think definitely will PFF themselves right to the F grades. I'm going to say both the tight ends have to be TJ Hawkinson dropped at least two, if not three, uh, three flat out drops. And Josh Oliver starts the game with a fumble, which I'm guessing penalizes him pretty drastically. Uh, and he also missed here. a ball and he also missed a ball that went basically through his hands. Yeah. Like, like the tight end drops were really mind boggling, especially in front of Travis Kelsey. Starts hot. Those are the two worst graded players offensively for the Vikings. Josh Oliver was the worst. TJ Hawkinson was the second worst. Wow. All right. I'm going to take another guess at a bottom three guy uh, just because of, I feel like he had, you know, he, he had one of its best games in ages against Carolina, a really dominant performance. Um, but I think there were enough things, including his uh, the PI he got called for on Valdez Gantling, which you could actually, once I saw the replay debate, but it's going to penalize him. Harrison Smith, bottom three? Uh, we're on offense here. Offense. Yes, oh, offense, Judd. I, oh, I thought we I thought we did both on. We're going, well, we're going we, we offense, and okay. then we'll go defense. We'll okay. do it. We're on I thought offense I was just right trying trying to get it. Oh, um Offensive line I think I feel like they actually played pretty well. Uh Alexander Madison. Madison was kind of middle of the pack. Did not did, did not have a great game. Was uh kind of got dinged in pass protection in his uh 7 pass pro. Snaps. Yeah. He was a 61. Mm-hmm. By the way, the, the tight ends were Oliver was a 39 out of 100, and Hawkinson was a 49 out of 100. Higher than I thought he would be. 
Um, boy. Okay. So, all right, I'll take one more guess uh, offensively. Uh, KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne. He was so close on this. He was the fifth worst graded player for the Vikings at 57 out of 100. All right, so I got one more uh, one more guess left. And you can go to the top of the list, too, if you want to take All right. a stab. It's not as much fun, but I will. Um, I feel like the offensive line had a really solid game for the most part. So I, uh, 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 I'm going to guess Christian Derrissaw. Christian Derrissaw is the highest-graded player for the Vikings in this game. 88-grade out of 100. My left tackle. My left tackle. Christian Derrissaw uh, allowed only one pressure in this game. Pretty good. That's really good. Pretty good. All right, so I'm looking for another top three. Jefferson, no. Osborne, obviously, no. Running backs, uh-uh. Um, all right, I'm just going to stay on the line. Ezra Cleveland playing alongside Derisaw. Ezra Cleveland was the second, uh, third highest graded player in this game. So you have one guest left to get. You have two players left to get on offense here. One of the top three and then one of the bottom three. <laughs> I honest to God, besides offensive line, I'm, I, I'm, oh, um, actually, you know what? No. Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. Top three. He had a good game. Real good game. Jordan Addison did have a good game. 71 out of 100, but it did not crack the top three. Offensive line probably. So Garrett Bradbury was the second highest graded player on offense Uh, at 82. I always said that was a great re-signing. Always said that. And the third worst graded player in this game, I think for the first time ever since we've been doing this, Justin Jefferson was in the bottom three in this game. Dropped a pass. He had a what? drop, and they didn't. They didn't just didn't love his his game. I guess PFF in this one. So uh, on the offensive line side, Ed Ingram was pretty high up here. He was the fifth highest graded player. Kirk Cousins was the fourth highest graded player because he's never the main problem. Never the main problem. Hang the banner. Uh, okay, on the defensive side, same drill. Right. You already guessed Harrison Smith. Would you like to run that one back? Yep. Bottom three though. Harrison Smith. He was not in the bottom three. Ah, boy. Who else sucked on Sunday defensively? I feel like the defense actually didn't have, but they, you know, they gave up some big plays, but I feel like against the Chiefs, it wasn't, it wasn't embarrassment by any means. Um, Caleb Evans, bottom three. A Caleb Evans. Mm-mm. 62 mm. out of 100 for a Caleb. All right, I got one left. I got one left. Let's go to the top. Let's go to the top of that list. Let's be positive. Um, it's hard to know what you're seeing with that defense sometimes yeah, unless you go back and watch the uh, all yeah. 22. It's, it's... Um, Daniil Hunter, top three. Daniil Hunter did not crack the top. This is a tough oh, one. come on. This was a weird. Okay. Daniil Hunter was actually the fifth lowest graded player. <clears throat> Here's really? the top. The top. Now, I will say this. Only two. Only one player that played more than 20 snaps 
was actually well graded in this game on defense. And it was Jordan Hicks. He was a 90 out of 100 in this game. Trade he him. was all over the place. You could trade him. Yes. Deal him. And then Harrison Smith was actually Dean Lowry was the second highest graded player, yeah. 66. And Never Harrison Smith was the third highest graded player, but a 62 out of 100 grade. So not a great game for him. But at the bottom, the three worst graded players were Josh Metellus, a 48 out of 100, Marcus Davenport, a 49, and Byron Murphy Jr., a 50 out of 100. So there it is. Judd guesses the PFF grades here. Hey, what? Um, Good effort. Off Good of that one, what is Byron Murphy Jr.'s season grade now? How, how's he trending? Let's pull up the season grades here for your Minnesota Vikings at the quarter poll, or actually kind of the third third of a season it's, poll. The math it's is weird, weird now with, with 17. They screwed it up. So on defense for the season, uh, let's go guys who've played at least 100 snaps. The three best-graded players are Ivan Pace, Jordan Hicks, and Cam Bynum. Jordan. And the three worst-graded players are Byron Murphy Jr., Dean Lowry, and Patrick Jones, who's been awful. Patrick Jones, 29 of 100 this season. Byron Murphy Jr.'s third from last? He's been a disaster. He yeah. stinks. I don't yeah, think it's oh, bad. my God. It's not good. That was a... Yeah. We could talk more about that maybe this week. I feel, kinda... like, I feel like that needs a focus. I've not heard nearly enough about that. I didn't realize it was that bad. Let's yeah. let's hammer that one. Their cornerbacks in general, like Makai Blackman has not been great, but he's no, not been. but he's a kid. Yep. Like I'm... And then a Caleb Evans has actually been pretty pretty solid. There, there, is not supposed, there, there is not supposed to be patience with Byron Murphy Jr. He no. was one of your main free agent signings, if not your main one. Yeah, no, it's uh wow. It's true. So hey, um our friends over at Three Jack are cooking up some amazing food for you guys, the Purple Daily and Scornarth audience. We've been there several times. It's a blast every single time, Declan. Three Yeah, it's a great spot in the North Loop. Of course, you can host events there, you can get your swings in there. Uh, a lot of great stuff. In fact, uh Purple Daily audience, there's a Purple Daily special at our with our friends, excuse me. At three jack, you get one free pint. One free pint, easy for me to say, per person with the purchase of any food item. Uh, to guess who mentioned that they heard three jack on Purple Daily. So if you mm-hmm. do stop into three jack, maybe you're looking a little pregame spot for a Twins playoff game. Head on over to three jack. Tell them about Purple Daily. You want the Purple Daily special, one free pint per person with the purchase of any food item. To guess who mentions that they heard three jack on Purple Daily. So when you support uh, our audience, it supports us as well. Uh, so go check out our friends at Three Jack in the North Loop. And our favorite van is out there roaming around <laughs> just looking for <laughs> electrical systems that, no, to fix. No, that's not how, that's not how it like, works. It's like an ice cream truck. No, <laughs> they don't. No, Cody Finch and his team at Finch Home Solutions don't drive around aimlessly because you know what? They, they, always, kids, no. <laughs> they always have a mission to help you. If you have an electrical problem, that van is going to show up in front of of your house and they are going to save the day. 612-357-2604. It's right on the, the van as is their website, the new and improved finchhomesolutions.com. Look, Finch is going to take care of problems like you you might need an outlet installed. It might be that simple. Guess what? Finch is going to do it fast, efficient, courteous. They're outstanding. You might need your entire home rewired. Guess what? Finch is going to to do that as well. There's nothing that Finch Home Solutions from an electrical standpoint can't do. Uh, Winter is coming. Guess what? That that means, boys, hot tub season, right? 
A lot of people are like, it's time for the hot tub. It's time to get that hot tub installed. But don't forget, when you get a hot tub installed, there are electrical issues, of course, that have to be safely handled. Finch Home Solutions will do that. Again, 612-357-2604, finchhomesolutions.com. Cody and his team, they love two things. They love the purple and they love making sure that your home is safe. They love chewing bubble gum and making sure your home is safe. And they're all out of bubble gum at Finch Home Solutions. Mm-hmm. It's hot tub season. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a, that's hot it's hot tub season. And people yeah. right now are like, I gotta get a hot, hot tub. tub. What's the first step? Gotta get the electronics done. Yeah. Do you guys think? Just one last question to end the show here. Do you think they actually sell off meaningful pieces in the next three weeks? Yes. I think. I think the odds are now far high. I think Justin Jefferson, if he didn't get hurt, I think the answer is no. I think the odds now increase a lot with meaningful pieces of guys who are going to stand to walk. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to predict a Cousins trade. There's just a lot. The no trade clause, he'd have to learn a new system. I'm not saying teams wouldn't like him. I just think that that is the, if if there is a a, a calculus to this, Cousins uh, trading him is calculus. But Ezra Cleveland, Daniil Hunter, K.J. Osborne, yes, if they go to different teams, they, they have to learn. But it's not nearly as much. And so, yeah, I think the odds increase greatly now that th- for sure through the trade deadline. Because don't forget, four games is, is, um, is five weeks, right? Uh, Chicago week, yeah. um, San Francisco week, Green Bay week, the buys – in. In, in there, correct? Uh, isn't the buy? No, oh, the no, buys, no, the no, buy the might buy be December. After. It's, a, yeah, buy, it's after. Yeah. So the deadline passes. But anyway, yes, I do think that there's a far better chance that, that they sell. That's right. I forget the buys not till like December. God, mm-hmm. is that going to feel like a lifetime for this group? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I I think the answer is yes. I actually really like your Ezra Cleveland thought. And he's have Ezra Cleveland's having the best year of his career. But I don't think they're in a position to pay big money for a guard in free agency here. And like, and he wants to play tackle, I think. Yeah. So he's not coming back here. There's you no could, place to you play could here. You could probably get a decent, like a, maybe like a second day pick from a desperate team. Maybe that might be aggressive, but you, you, I like your idea of trading Ezra Cleveland, moving Dalton Reisner in there and just seeing what happens. So I'm just trying to figure out why Dalton's here. It's oh, like he's Road here House. for a reason. He's not going to sit. It's here. like row. Yep. Roadhouse. Or is Dalton? Don't play. Don't play guard until it's time to play guard. <laughs> Football. I'll let you know. All right, wow, an hour-long episode on this Tuesday here. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. If you're on the Twins bandwagon, we will hit you guys. We're all going to be at Target Field today on this uh, this beautiful day for a Twins playoff game. So we will hit you with an episode of the Scorner Twin Show later on, like probably like an hour after the game. So keep an eye on that, too. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us here on Purple Daily.